My name is DJ Dither. My name is MC Mystification. Welcome to a brain-boggling edition of the show entitled... Confusion! <laughs> yes, hopefully not too confusing a show. It's not a show about confusion, it's a show which uh, is one of our little opportunities to bring you some of our latest favourite miscellaneous musical marvels, dear listener. Featuring various new releases or just new arrivals that uh, have come our way up here at the moon and have passed our stringent uh, quality control procedure. We'll be getting underway very shortly, but we do of course have in between all the new releases MC Mystification and his unnecessary news. Sweet Nell of Old Dorori once lived here, and there are many who have seen her ghost and smelled not oranges, but gardenias. <laughs> this is going to be a particularly uh, olfactory edition of the show. Smell. Scra- scratch and sniff. We should do a scratch and sniff show one. That's a great idea. Just scratch your screen now if you want to... Uh, <laughs> Smell, yeah. smell gardenias. Get the gardenias. Now, we mentioned a few weeks ago that one of our favourite Colombian bands, uh, the retrofuturistic bands, the Meridian Brothers, have uh, got a new album out on Soundware Records. Well, it has now arrived. We played you a little teaser track from it uh, a few weeks ago, but so we can now dip into its uh, splendour. And every track on here is absolutely marvellous. And uh, so we're going to uh, kick off by playing a track called Doctor Trompeta. Hey, hey. 
Lupita Es que es un solo escupita El que prometí contigo Que ya no tengo la mirada Solo me queda mi parche Que ya no tengo la sombra Sujeta con los carpios de acero Que ya me echaron de mi casa Porque dije que todos son los reyes Porque ya no tengo la mirada Pirata del parche existente Trompetta from the Meridian Brothers there. They don't waste your time, do they? And as you described them the other week, uh, wobbly. And the wobbliness continues. Yeah, it's good. It makes me want to visit Colombia. Yes. I like to think that they have somehow captured the essence of Colombia in its kind of pleasing wobbliness. And that was from an album called Salvadora Robots. Yes. I should say that, um, despite the name, Meridian Brothers is basically Eblis Alvarez. He plays and records everything there. They are on tour and they obviously... (laughs) the live configuration there's a band it's, he doesn't just try and play everything himself but for the album he's done it all himself the clever little fellow that's clever very good yes now coming up we've got uh, somebody that we've uh, we've communicated with Lars Meyer <laughs> yes this is uh, this is uh, some kind of well this is a foreshadowing of the 1980s part de mm. we're doing a we, well we, we found out that that's our most famous show uh <laughs> Our 1980s show, isn't it? <laughs> yes. The most fa- the most um, successful show that we've done. We still haven't quite worked out exactly what the, com- yeah. the, co- the combination is. If we could somehow work out why anybody, more people listen to that than any other, we would do it again. <laughs> Which is why we're going to try and do it again. So we're going to do it again. That was, now that's what I don't call the 1980s, PMB 128. Hmm. So this gentleman, Lars Meyer, is, is also... It, 
he's tapping into that that strain of eight very definitely it? yeah i heard about this because um well, keep an eye on what Ghostbox are up to obviously here at the show we do like the recent uh, future which is what they seem to specialize in and uh jim jop posted on his uh jim jop i should say is of course the bellary poly posted on his own blog that uh, they were going to be stocking the last few copies of the orange vinyl edition of a band called hunter complex which is basically this one guy i think lars meyer from holland uh, doing kind of uh, this uh, 80s sort of sound and uh, they're actually they like it so much at Ghostbox that even though it's not on Ghostbox they're uh, selling it through their gift their gift shop no their web shop mm. I should say so from the new album which you can either get uh, on vinyl from Ghostbox or from the band's own Bandcamp page uh, which there'll be a link to on projectwingbase.com this is Hunter Complex with a track from Heat called Highway Hypnosis
some utility pop there <laughs> from, as he styles it, from Hunter Complex. And uh, that was Highway Hypnosis from the album Heat. And it's good to play music by somebody who is alive and well, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. That is always enjoyable. It's refreshing. It's and we've even communicated with. We have, yes. We have. It's from the good side of the 80s, isn't it? Because <laughs> the 80s is yin and yang. <laughs> And Very it's much. got that the sound of, of the, the optimistic uh, yes. sound of the 80s rather than That's the sound right. and it just all went... A bit kind of goth-esque, you know, sort yeah. of goth pop. It all went a bit sinister. Mm. This is uh, this is the good stuff. It is, yeah, it's great stuff. And, Carry on. And, uh, yeah, it's rather splendid stuff. And there's more of uh, equally high-quality ilk on the album. And we shall be returning to that album when we do our part two of the 80s show. Yes, absolutely. This is Project Moonbase and PMB 183, if you are uh, taking notes. Confusion. Confusion. And there's more confusion coming up. This is also uh, from the recent future and uh, another friend of the show. Uh, that being Mr. Chris Sharp, otherwise known as Concretism. We haven't, we haven't played uh, anything from him for a few weeks. This is a splendid new release. I've heard rumours that he's actually trying to get... Um, everything up till now has been released exclusively through his uh, Bandcamp page as downloads in four-track EP collections. But I have heard a rumour that he's trying to get uh, negotiate uh, some sort of deal in which uh, CDs might actually start appearing Ooh. containing some of his music, which would be wonderful. I can actually clutch some of this stuff physically. You like a CD, don't you? I do, you? yes. Yeah, we, we, we do, yes. We do. Preferably 180 gram vinyl, but a CD's okay. Yeah. So his most recent composition, which just came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think, is uh, wonderfully sinister and yet somehow also still quite uh, sweet and uplifting at the same time, oddly. Well, we've uh, got our theories about we, why, haven't we? We have. He's, he's sweetened up. He he's gone mellow in his old age. Well... This well, is in a, comparison, he's, he's taken us. This is, it used to be all radiation it and rabies, it did. didn't it? Let's face That's it. True, yeah. He's bucked up a little bit he since little. then. This is still slightly, this does step slightly back into the world of the creepy, but uh, yes, he's embracing the sweetness. This is uh, Concretism with a brand new track called The Hospital.
The unmistakable and winsomely <laughs> terrifying sound of concretism there with a track called The Hospital. I think that's a little bit like being chased across uh, Yorkshire moors by a goblin wearing a smock. And surgical gloves. Probably brandishing a rather large syringe. <laughs> but I still say he's bucked up. He's cheerful, isn't he? Certainly, certainly since Rel- his early days. As you say, relatively. He's mellowed. Deny it, if you will. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Yes, and let's hope there will be some uh, physical releases to come, mm. Mr. Concretism. Please let us know. We should be returning with some uh, new uh, releases and new rivals up here at the Moonbase very shortly, dear listener. But first, we're going to visit the Zone of Perplexity. Lightning struck a North Carolina church in the middle of a church service, zapping the piano player. (laughs) It happened around noon on a Sunday at the Zion Hill Baptist Church in Bolivia. Lightning struck the roof of the church, causing shockwaves through the electrical wiring in the building, according to Chief John Eaton with the Sunset Harbour and Zion Hill Fire Department. The pianist did not have to be sent to hospital and was in fact treated on the scene by emergency workers, according to authorities. The injuries have been described as minor, and the victim is expected to recover. Even the wrath of the Almighty ain't what it used to be, eh? No. Cutbacks in heaven. <laughs> mm. Sad, isn't it, really? It's quite good to know that he's a music critic as well, isn't it, God? The church has suffered minor electrical damage, but no structural damage, but it did suffer a public relations disaster. I mean, come on, God hates this church, doesn't he? Or at least the organist. <laughs> Apparently setting yourself on fire is a form of traditional Chinese medicine. Oh. In Fujian province, there's a type of fire therapy called <laughs> Hu Liao, and it looks terrifying. There are quite a lot of photos of it. If you go to projectmoonbis.com, you will see a link to the story where you can see the photos of people being sort of set on fire. Mm. It's quite horrifying, until you realise that they're okay, they're fine, <laughs> but it looks terrifying. Did he get the name Hu Yao based on... Hu <laughs> Yao! Put that fire out! <laughs> We're here to provide casual racism. There's even a photo of a gentleman's... Oh, gentleman's area. There's even a photo of a gentleman's area (laughs) ablaze. What? One of several that have surfaced (laughs) online depicting fire therapy. (laughs) A rope made from various herbs. Yes, that's herbs, American. Not herbs. Herbs! Like the herb! (laughs) It's placed on the patient's body and covered with plastic wrap. Then two wet towels placed over the wrap. And uh, the herbal coil, alcohol is poured on the towels and then set ablaze. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Fire therapy professionals stress... That's a bit of a contradiction in terms, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> stress that there are important safety procedures to follow. First, the fire must occur at the correct acupuncture point to be effective. Hmm. Secondly, there must be a wet towel held by an attendant <laughs> right next to the open fire. Third, contact must be maintained with the client at all times. And finally, the fire must be extinguished immediately if the patient believes it is too hot. <laughs> Fair enough. Seems reasonable, yes. One fire therapy patient described the treatment this way. It's a warm and comfortable feeling. (laughs) I feel a warmth soaking into my body. Mm. Apparently the heat can supposedly relieve everything from depression to diarrhoea, to indigestion and even infertility. I don't know if we'll be able to get that on the NHS anytime soon. Mm. Warm up your ovaries. <laughs> However, even people in China seem to be bewildered by this uh, one joke. Sir, how well would you like your meat cooked? <laughs> uncooked. I really prefer it were uncooked. Thank you and goodbye. Think this is going to catch on? Uh, no. 
No, neither do I. <laughs> and if you want to see pictures of this, go to projectmemiss.com and we will link to it. And in other slightly less terrifying news, panda cubs in an enclosure in China have been forbidden from predicting the scores of the World Cup. Because <laughs> they were previously itching to do it, weren't they? No, I'm sure they were. I bet they were. <laughs> The giant bears have been primed to choose their food from various baskets emblazoned with the national flags of teams, thereby predicting the winners, or just eating their dinner. Probably, yeah. But moments before the opening game kicked off, the Chengdu research base of giant panda breeding pulled out of the stunt. Animals predicting football scores has become a somewhat predictable publicity stunt for zoos and other organisations. The most famous example from the last tournament was Paul the Octopus. I remember him well. Yes. Who correctly guessed the winners of games until the semi-final. Mm. When he was got to. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Panda cubs would have indicated the winners through their choice of food container. This year, a whole variety of animals across the world are being touted as successors to Paul. The panda's attempt to emulate Paul had been eagerly anticipated on social media. <laughs> because they're so cute! But late on Thursday, the Chengdu facility said it had been ordered to stop the stunt. The predictions had been halted by authorities, a spokesman said, without giving any further details. However, the Chinese newspaper Global Times quoted a spokesman from the research enclosure as denying that authorities had stepped in. The spokesman said the stunt had been cancelled by the research centre because it would have harmed the pandas by requiring too much contact with humans. Perhaps they discovered how Paul the Octopus met his end. Murdered by Russian mobsters. <laughs> if you recall, listeners, we covered that on this very show. We did, yeah. Oh, what if the Russian mafia sent a hit squad against a, a band of fat pandas? They wouldn't stand a chance, would they? It's horrible. Don't even think about it, listeners. No mafia, no. No. That's why. That's why they didn't do it. They realised you're basically putting yourself in the crosshairs if you start <laughs> predicting stuff like that. The mafia's going to get annoyed for some reason. I'm not sure what. They're trying to fix it. They are. Anyway. You have been used. Marco. Thank you, Mr. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that very sporty selection of uh, new stories, there'll be more later on in the show.
That was, of course, the theme to Game of Thrones. A remix there. The theme to everyone's favourite murder soap. Do you like murder? Mm. Do you like filthy medieval murdering? Yes. Game of Thrones. Chip-tune in. He's chip-tuned it up, though. He's changed it. Uh, This is actually local uh, in the sense that uh, we do kind of have an elusive affiliation with Edinburgh. Edinburgh chip-tune artist and theremin player, theremin hero. Got his name because he started out by doing sort of YouTube videos of uh, him playing various video game themes on the theremin. Good move. But uh, he's also a bit of a maker, a bit of a boffin, and has rigged up this extraordinary, what he calls the Nez Kitar, which is, a, I think it's a mixture of a, an old Nez and a, a Guitar Hero guitar, and I think there's apparently there's, I think there's a Raspberry Pi involved as well. And um, he's made this extraordinary instrument and uh, recorded the, I think, that theme to the Game of Thrones. We did actually post the video of him in action, backed by a sensational laser display. The whole thing is heroic. The if you want to go to projectmumis.com, you can heroic. see the video. We wouldn't normally play it again on the show, but I thought we would re- feature it again because... Um, it's gone viral. It's gone incredibly viral. I'd like to think we played a small part in this. Of course. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it was picked up Trailblazer. Very, very rapidly by a number of uh, geeky technology blogs. And then eventually kind of the press got interested. And, and probably the, the highest accolade for any uh, any geek out there would be the fact that Will Wheaton, famous, of course, for Star Trek and his uh, tabletop gaming uh, podcast, <laughs> amongst many other things. And being on Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Um, he, he tweeted about it and mentioned it on his, on his show. And uh, he's got about over two and a half million followers, which is not bad. Mm. So uh, He should what, be following us as well. He, should, he really should be, yeah. We're trying, we're trying to lure him in somehow. Yeah. Let's get, <laughs> some, of that, let's get some of that Wheaton juice. <laughs> So that's not yet available in any form, but you can go to projectmovers.com and search for Theremin Hero and you'll find, you can watch the video there. Uh, we have uh, our loyal listener Squig to thank for tipping us off to this next artist, uh, new to us here at the show. I won't say too much about this, but it does bring together two uh, musical genres which I didn't think would ever collide together, but they do wonderfully on this next tune. Starting off, well, we'll give a bit away, this starts off in, the, in a similarly kind of chip-esque territory. But anyway, this is the uh, track which kind of gave the show its title, the album it comes from is a brand new album i think the debut solo album by an artist called finber bravo and the album is called con hyphen fusion and we're going to play a track from it called life after doomsday
Fimba Bravo there with a track called Life After Doomsday mm. from the album Con-Fusion. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking, oh, is this going to be, a, like, it's a little bit doomy, I'm sorry to yeah. say, to start with. And yeah. then, of course, the steel pans <laughs> tinkle uh, out like, like sunshine know, on a cloudy like... day, breaking through the clouds. It was jolly good, that, it wasn't was it? extraordinary. I yeah. want to know more about this He's gentleman. He's had an extraordinary um, biography. He was born in uh, Trinidad, Tobago, but um, is now based in the UK. But he's kind of he's worked with all sorts of people. But most puzzlingly, most kind of eyebrow raisingly, he's the first person who gets a mention on his uh, recording biography is Winifred Atwell. <laughs> yeah, how is, is that possible? He doesn't look that old. No, no I don't. Maybe quite. she was super old at the time. Really sure what was going on there. But anyway, another bit of puzzling uh, matter. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we uh, it's actually still on the website. If you want to find it, there's a, we found this amazing uh, Manchester-based uh, still drum orchestra playing a version of Joy Division's Transmission, which was captured on video and. We blogged it on uh, projectingbase.com. Just uh, have a little search for joint <laughs> transmission. There aren't that many pages with that on. No, and it was it was um, a sort of parade, wasn't it? Was. It? it was. It was a, a steel of... band on, yeah. a, on, a, on a lorry. On a moving float. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So the sound quality is... <laughs> A little great. bit questionable, but, but nevertheless, uh, it's amazing. Rather puzzlingly, one of the other projects that uh, Finber Bravo was involved with was this War Child album, sort of fundraising album, in which he appears with Hot Chip doing a version of the Joy Division's Transmission, where he does play the, the steel drum. So we couldn't, but you know, couldn't help but thinking there must be some connection. But we've, we've yet to un- unravel it. But if anyone knows if there is a connection between the, the two, it'd be interesting to know because we've been trying to, we've been trying to track down a recording, a studio, decent studio recording of that that full steel version of Transmission mission but yet to find mm. one it's 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 like a kind of the dodo or is it is. It, i don't know <laughs> is it yes we know it we once lived but is it <laughs> is it extinct yes i, I don't know that whole dodo metaphor isn't really working <laughs> I don't know. it could be extinct yeah yes i suspect that uh, cover versions of joy division songs on steel drums probably is extinct as a genre what a pity mm. Now, for this next track, we were contacted by one of our many extremely talented listeners and one of our followers on Mixcloud, amongst other places. And this is a gentleman who records under the name of uh, Keith Seatman and has just released a new album called uh, Around the Folly and Downhill and uh, was released uh, back in May as a CD and a download from his Bandcamp page. There'll be a link on our website. Describes it as playful psychedelia and I think it was inspired by a trip he took with his kids to uh, Pepperbox Hill in Wiltshire. Sci-fi meets pagan, which sounds uh, right to us. Promising. (laughs) With, I might mention, a bit of uh, production work from the formerly mentioned Jim Jump, no less. It pops up on here. Goodness. A bit of production work. So thanks very much, Keith, for sending us a copy of this album. If any of our other listeners have any recorded work that they think will fit into this nebulous genre... (laughs) Oh, yeah, if you're at the university, please send it to us via one of our many means of communication, all of which are listed on projectinvest.com. But this is uh, Keith Seatman from his new album, and the track is called Hoops and Loops.
That was a little bit of uh, playful pagan psychedelia there. <laughs> That's one of the many genres. We could we could list a lot more. <laughs> we could, it's yes. Good. It's got that kind of kids' TV. Yes. Cre- creepy kids' TV, mm. I think. Captured it very well, though. Which is nice. Hoops and Loops there from Keith Seatman, Around the Folly and Downhill. I, I like that. I'd like to hear more. Mm. It just shows that our loyal and super talented listeners <laughs> are... Um, well, loyal and super talented. These are obviously the cream. If you're if you're one of those creamy individuals, and you you are yourself producing work which you think may fit into whatever this is that we are doing here, yes, yes please do get in contact with us, and uh, if we allow it, if we hold it up to the light, yeah, and uh, take a bite out of it, set the nibble it, lick it slightly, yeah, give it to the dog, and he doesn't eat it, then uh, get an airing. You'll you'll be in. You will. It's a, it's a long and arduous process. I mean, those are only a couple of the steps. <laughs> yeah, there we, are, in fact, 17 steps. We didn't mention that we got this album two years ago. <laughs> yeah. There's divination and uh, stuff like that also involved. But anyway, nevertheless, Keith <laughs> Seatman, he made it through, didn't he? He did. Well done. <laughs> he did. With a very high score as well. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can get that album for a mere £5 in its downloadable form. Very reasonable. What a bargain. Uh, now we will be uh, returning with a few a few little tracks for you before we love you and leave you this week, dear listener. But first of all, we're going to take a dip in the pool of puzzlement. The Servitos is 2014's answer to the Cabotos, apparently. <laughs> the traditional Scottish sport of Cabotossing dates back to the Middle Ages, but this is the 21st century and people need modern things to toss about, like they do. 3D printed Angry Birds or a bust <laughs> of Paris Hilton or a computer server. <laughs> Thankfully, Japanese company Speedlink have made the latter a reality, holding an Engineer Olympic Games in Tokyo that aims to liven up a, the engineering industry by getting workers to compete in high-tech-themed athletic events and maybe stand up for a change. <laughs> The server toss is one such event which sees participants throw a $5,000 server, much like a shot put, before measuring the distance it travels. Each server weighs between 20 and 30 kilograms. None of them work. They're no longer operable, so this isn't some (laughs) sinister opulent exercise in throwing away brand new hardware. And maybe it's time to petition this to feature in Rio of 2016. I think so, yeah. Something very futuristic about that. Maybe have a whole computer Olympics. Hmm, good idea. This is chilling. Chilling stuff. A group of Morris dancers were turned away from a Plymouth pub because they were in fancy dress. <laughs> no, no. That's not fancy dress, you cretins! That's not fancy dress. That's not fancy dress. Five members of Plymouth's Morris men were on the hunt for a refreshing pint after a performance at the Lord Mayor's Day, but were turned away from Hyde Park pub on Muttley Plain because they were wearing their traditional costumes. Clad in tabards, appliqued with a picture of Smeaton Tower, breeches, hats and traditional bells, the group were told by the door staff their costumes would stop them getting in. Well, that's not really true, is it? Not really. The door staff stopped them getting in because they are cretins. The Morris dancers offered to take off their hats and tabards, so they were just in white shirts and trousers but they were still refused entry to the pub, which claims it is company policy to not allow entry to people in fancy dress. <laughs> I love the way people just say things like, oh, the explanation is it's company policy. <laughs> well, that's not an explanation. Not really. That's just a statement. Mm. It's not an explanation of anything, is it? It's just like, oh, we're not letting you in because... Because we're not letting you in. We're not, we're not letting you in. That is not an explanation. <laughs> because what is the explanation? <laughs> that Morris men are renowned for causing trouble. <laughs> 
I don't think that's ever <laughs> happened. I don't think a single Morris man has ever done anything <laughs> to offend anybody. They will now. They'll be. They'll be. Well, uprising. now they're going to be. They're going to be mad, aren't they? <laughs> Josie Francis, age 21, from Catdown, was with the group and was disappointed with the decision. She said, after checking, it was okay to take the dog in. We went to the door <laughs> and we were greeted by a bouncer who told us we were not allowed in because we were in fancy dress. I asked to see the manager. She also said no. The people in the kit offered to take off some of it, but they said no because of the hats and breeches. It put a bit of a damper on our celebrations and what had been a great day. The policy is making the pub inaccessible. It used to be the home of the Plymouth Folk Club. And that's where Morris dancers came in the 1960s now were being turned away at the door. The Hyde Park pub confirmed the Morris dancers were told they couldn't come inside in full costume. Director Emma Pope claimed one member became abusive. She said, <laughs> we operate a no fancy dress policy. And amongst other things, as we seek a certain clientele. Oh. Ew. <laughs> Well, this is what happens when you replace landlords with so-called directors, isn't mm. it? We can't have anybody coming into this pub and quietly enjoying a drink. No. You need to be a certain clientele. I mean, just the word clientele. Mm. Don't they have some sticks? Didn't they have their sticks with them? You should at least have had a bladder on the end of a stick. Yeah, just to tap her lightly mm. on the forehead with it. We recognise that they are a great bit of heritage and would welcome them back another time, she said. Yeah, but will they ever go back? Why, why on earth would they go back? <laughs> Do you think they extend this fancy dress rule to firemen? Or the police? Or people that work at KFC? It's not fancy dress, is it? Dressing up as a pirate is fancy dress because you're not a pirate, right? This is the difference. If you come in there dressed as a witch and you're not a witch, then you're in fancy dress. But if you are a Morris man and you come in dressed as a Morris man, then you're not in fancy dress. No. You're in maybe a bit of an oddball outfit, that's right. but that's not fancy dress. Yeah. Regular everyday clothing if for a, a Morris high, man. If a High Court judge came in in a wig and gown, would you say, get out of here, fancy dress? Because he's a judge. That's, that's just what he wears. I wish I'd been there. In fancy dress. Dressed as a judge. And I'd be like, look, I am a judge. <laughs> The club also bans baseball caps, football shirts, and hen and stag do's. Well, maybe they should just go the whole hog and ban drinking. <laughs> and uh, ban the clientele. Ban the clientele. Poor old Morris men. Bad enough that people just laugh at them and point, isn't yeah. it, all the time? I think we've got some Morris men that listen to the show, haven't we? I think let's, we let's, should we incite them to uh, rise up? Rise up. <laughs> Make sure you've got your bladder on a piece of string or whatever yeah. it is next time. You need it. He abused me with his bladder. <laughs> Good. <laughs> This is good news. If you're thirsty, listeners, if you're thirsty, Mariah Carey has launched a melodic drink, complete with augmented reality experience. Have you ever wondered what the magic of Mariah Carey tastes like? I have. Good news, then. It's been bottled. Ooh. How do they do it? I don't want to know. Oh, their mind boggles. The singer has endorsed a go-n-slide drink. You might be saying to yourself, what is go-n-slide? <laughs> it's an application oh. to go on a smartphone. Oh, yeah. This is why it's got augmented oh, reality in it. Reality. Sprinkle a little bit of augmented reality into mm. that drink. The drink itself is called Butterfly, which is gross, isn't it? Because butterflies, you think, oh, they're, mm. they're a handsome creature. They're flitting around. But do you want to eat one? Do you want them to... Did, did they get a load of butterflies? I'm going, just liquidise those butterflies up into a butterfly smoothie. Oh, why, Mariah? Why would you do that to butterflies? That's horrible. 
Oh dear. With no indication of what it tastes like or contains, except it's called butterfly, so I think we know. It's made of butterflies. We just covered that. The packaging describes it as a melodic beverage, inspired by the magic of Mariah Carey. An advert for the product will use a song Thirsty from her album. This is an amazing coincidence, isn't it? Extraordinary. I love the name of the new album. Me, I am Mariah, dot, 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 the elusive chanteuse. <laughs> It's a winner. You think they just woke her up and said, what do you want to call the album? She's like, yeah, me. I am Mariah. The elusive chanteuse. A press release on Mariah's official website said the product would revolutionise the market. <laughs> Introducing Butterfly, my refreshing new drink, available now at Walgreens and Dwayne Reed. Be sure you scan the bottle. The release claimed that scanning a code on the bottle offered fans an unprecedented access to history-making content in the form of augmented reality. Oh, hyperbole. History-making. And continued customers will be treated to a private experience. Oh. Blurring the lines between consumption, culture, entertainment and reality. Holy moly. What is going on? Is this laced with LSD? It's made from butterflies. It's laced with LSD. Apparently, Mariah said, I never dreamed that I could have an interactive experience with my fans while drinking my own beverage. <laughs> the whole concept is so innovative and refreshing, and the drink is beyond. Tastes so good. Sadly, the drink is only available in the US, so mm. next time you hop in your saucy and get down there, mm. what do you think it's flavoured with? It's got to be tears, hasn't it? It's got to be tears. <laughs> She's very emotional. <laughs> Why don't you launch your own drink? What would that be flavoured with? <laughs> Moon dust, a bit dry. Like cobwebs. <laughs> little, yes. little bit of dandruff. <laughs> I'm going to launch my own drink called tea. <laughs> you wait. Listeners, you're going to love it. <laughs> you have been used. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that elusively melodic selection of new stories. There'll be more next week's show.
We are trying very hard to listen to um, Restore, show favourite caravan to its uh, nearly weekly appearance on the show, wherever possible. And I was very delighted recently when I happened to be paying a, a rare visit to Planet Earth and uh, the city over which we normally hover, uh, namely Edinburgh, for the annual Edinburgh Meadows Festival, otherwise known as uh, the monsoon season. <laughs> I inevitably got completely drenched, but I did pick up a number of uh, quite good CDs, uh, including that one, which was uh, by uh, originally Lebanese-born oud player, which is a stringed instrument, uh, Rabbi Abu Khalil. But um, he actually moved to uh, Munich, and that was in fact recorded in uh, Cologne, West Germany, with his band. And his wonderful uh, Lebanese-style version of that Juan uh, Tizol uh, Duke Ellington tune. Sinuous, Cameron. wasn't it? It was, yeah. S- slithering. <laughs> slithering and sinuous. Sensational. From an album with a rather amusing title, Roots and Sprouts. He, he's good at titles because he's... <laughs> if you go to his uh, Wikipedia page, there's a nice... There's a rather handsome picture of him then holding his hood. Yeah. <laughs> and it says Cactus of Knowledge Concert. C- cactus of cactus Knowledge. Cactus of Knowledge, yeah. What kind of cactus is that? <laughs> Everyone should it's know. Cactus, cactus of Knowledge. <laughs> I don't understand why he was drawn to Germany. No, it's an odd, uh, places. An odd place if you happen to be, you know, growing up in the Middle East. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> It's jolly good, though, isn't it? Apparently, humour is a very important ingredient of his uh, live uh, performances. For example, the song Dr. Geyer's Wiener Schnitzel is inspired by an alleged Austrian dentist who settled in Abu Dhabi to open a restaurant where his Wiener Schnitzel soon establishes a reputation for healing the blind and deaf. Well, well. well <laughs> we may need to hear more from him. Mm. Hair. Do we call him Hair Rabbi Abul Khalil? Now I he's think German? If, if we're being funny, we do, yeah. <laughs> Why not? And uh, we're going to be playing a track from another uh, album I picked up uh, uh, with a... Another German. <laughs> great delight. Another German. Well spotted. I hadn't noticed that tenuous connection there. Mm. No, it's less than tenuous. It's very strong connection. It's very strong. It's, it's undeniable. Teutonically strong. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, we're, we're dealing with another gentleman now, altogether, aren't we? Yes, we had, um, uh, we had a tweet actually uh, come in uh, fairly recently from a listener who has uh, enjoyed the track we played from Alexander von Meeren, a Norwegian uh, pop star we played uh, a wee while ago after I returned from my little trip to uh, London to see the High Llamas playing. And uh, I replied by saying that we should perhaps break the habit of a lifetime by returning to an album that we've played one track from. Well, come on. <laughs> I know it's... I know it's dangerous territory, but... How are we uh, going to keep the moon economy ticking over if you're <laughs> going to be playing these albums all the way through? <laughs> you need to smash them and then buy another copy, at the very least. I know. So this is uh, from uh, Alexander von Meeren's debut album called Aeropop, and it's a track of his... He quite often sings in French. It's a track of his called Champs-Élysées.
to have Alexander von Meren back there with Chanzelise. Delightful. A little bit of flute going on there as well. And we shall never hear from him again. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> no. I'm sure we will. Yes, it was delightful. Yeah, that was Aeropop, the mm. album Aeropop. And um, as you, you know, you did crack the window on the space station as you <laughs> left to to Earth to go and uh, rummage through old records and you, uh, you found something I delightful did. and new didn't you yes this is another thing i picked up on my little trip down to uh, planet meadows festival one thing we really like here at the moon base is when two worlds collide when the, you get this kind of almost anachronistic uh, album or, or track that seems to <laughs> seems to have pop out of some defy all logic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Causing a so. split in the space-time continuum <laughs> and another parallel universe to crack off at that particular point. I was quite amazed to discover this album. It's one of James Lars' many non-stop party albums, but this one was recorded in 1983. I don't know who chooses the tracks to do, but um, it's quite... Satan's. <laughs> It's quite a mixture. What he does is he goes to a crossroads at midnight, <laughs> backs up to the crossroads, and he says, Devil, what do I put on my next album? The devil comes up behind him, whispers in his ear a track listing. Yes. He writes it down on a piece of brown paper, like and he's that. gone back to the studio. So yeah. now you know, listeners. Because we have things like Eye of the Tiger, Toto's Africa is on here, oh. Steve Miller's Abracadabra. Oh, yeah. And then we have um, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy. Yeah, these all Which, seem to be going together yeah. really well, yeah. And I have to say, Past the Duchy was the track that uh, grabbed me by the scruff of the neck. Well, not Eye of the Tiger. Well, and uh, there were so many, but um, actually, they're all, they are all great, but it was actually the last track on the album that I think turns out to be the winner, just because it's um, such a bizarre idea that James Last wanted to do a version of this and give it the kind of James Last brass treatment, really. We're going to play uh, James Last's party power version of, uh, of course, Yazoo's 1983 smash, Don't Go. Yeah, which is unusual, because 
This is a kind of one finger synth effect, isn't it? It is, it's all yeah. very kind of just. I'm just going to play one note at once, and then I'll do another note. And it's all very, very minimal. Very minimal synth. And old yeah. Hansy's come he in does. there and he's pumped it up into a brass masterpiece, hasn't he? He's done what only James Last can do. He's inflated something that was kind of minimal and austere mm. into a kind of fat kind of a kind of flatulent brass uh, manifesto yeah yes so i have been dj dither i hope you're not feeling too uh, bewildered and befuddled after this week's edition of the show dear listener i have been mc mystification and i hope you enjoyed the uncertainty <laughs> this so. is james last with his version of don't go from non-stop dancing 83 until next week, dear listener, where am I? Ready. Snow boots ahoy! Prepare to be frozen solid! <laughs> <laughs>